Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language. And with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. And I'm Brian. This is a podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from rude ruffians to rowdy Roxashas. And today, we're revisiting The Rogue. Hey Brian. Hey Will, what's up, man? Nothing much. Just uh just thinking and talking about D D. Rogues specifically. Rogues very specifically. I want to know what's new about these rogues. So there's quite a few things. So yeah, let's get into it. We have four subclasses to talk about. Um for rogues, their subclasses are called archetypes, which is the same thing for fighters. Uh, I don't know why they share the same name for their for their uh, subclasses, but they do. Okay. So maybe because they're both martial classes, I don't know. But um we got some interesting takes today, so let's just get into it. Um, Xanathar's Guide provided four... Well, Xanathar's Guide provided two new subclasses, but also carried over two subclasses from Skag. Okay, uh, so they exist in Skag, but mm-hmm. they reprinted them in Xanathar? Exactly. Did they not do that for all of them? They did it for most stuff, I think. Because I think we we were doing stuff out of Skag and Xanathar for, what, Paladin? Uh, yes. Was, yeah, yeah, okay. So How come they, they didn't, didn't do it like, for all of them? They, I, I don't know. That's weird. That seems weird to me. <laughs> I have no idea what, what made them decide to If you know, over. tell me in the comments. Indeed. But yeah, let's just get into it. So the first uh, subclass we're going to talk about is called the Inquisitive Rogue. Um, now, these this is an so interesting... curious. Yeah, so curious. Uh, <laughs> I, I would actually say this is kind of like your Sherlock Holmes of rogues. Oh, in a is way. Sherlock Holmes a rogue? I guess so. I mean, if he was, he would be an Inquisitive Rogue. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this rogue is all about thinking critically and fighting smart. These rogue uh, types have an extreme eye for detail and the ability to read into the motives of people and monsters based off their body language and their speech patterns. That's cool. Um, it's about knowledge. It's about keen deductive reasoning. So high intelligence character. 
Yes, although you don't necessarily need to have a high intelligence to run this character. Okay. Um, although I think it would complement it very well, mm-hmm. as you'll see. Like so investigation, definitely. For investigation, which uh, you'll be doing a lot of, because a lot of your stuff has to do with investigation yeah. and perception. You could go wisdom with this character, too. Okay. Like, perception is usually based off wisdom. Yeah. Also, insight, which is, I believe, based off wisdom as well. So Yeah, like, you just kind of, like, intuitively know everything instead of deducing it. With- right, <laughs> exactly. So, at level three, you get a few uh, um, features. Your first one is called Ear for Deceit. When rolling insight to determine a lie, treat all rolls as a seven or lower as an eight. So you can't roll below an eight when making insight checks. But eight is still kind of bad. Eight, but if you Compared are... Compared to a three, though. But if you're yeah. um, proficient in it and you use, uh, what it, what is it called that uh, rogues get? When, expertise? Expertise. Okay. I mean, you're going to... Double the You're probably right? going to succeed. Yeah, I mean, that is... You're right. Okay, so if you get like a plus five at an early level to this thing, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's a 13, yeah, which is probably going to do it every time at low levels. Yeah. Okay, well then that's broken. (laughs) I mean, but how often is insight like this pivotal thing? You know what I mean? I mean, it comes up for sure. So pretty much like uh, Batman always like in a lot a lot of times he's going to figure it out because somebody ended up like dropping the ball and lying. Oh, I see. And like yeah. he's like that. Per- I think that person's lying. That and person's then, shit. yeah, like okay, like I've seen stuff okay. where like Bruce Wayne accidentally stumbles onto the the bad guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as like he's just like oh, I'm just a doof, like walking around, like right. asking too many questions, you know. Yeah. And then somebody drops the ball, but it's he's like is looking into it insightfully, kind of like that. Like yeah, it can definitely be pivotal, pivotal, and it can everybody remember that scene. Swear to me, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but if you're in a dungeon, it's probably maybe not going to come up. So right. I mean, it's it, it is situational but i agree it is quite potent well you get more features at this level you also get a feature called eye for detail so with this feature you can use a bonus action to make a perception check for hidden creatures or objects or an investigation check to uncover or decipher clues so this is useful if you're in a fight and you need to be looking at stuff but you're a little busy well as this kind of row you can do that and also do your regular turn. It sounds funny. This sounds like somebody standing in the background, like checking under rocks and shit while people are like getting thrown across the room. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, you have a you have an eye for detail and you have an ear for deceit, but you get one more feature at level three. It's called insightful fighting. See, these first two were like non-combat, so they have yeah. to throw in a combat one. Okay. So you gain the ability to decipher an opponent's tactics. As a bonus action, you can make an insight check versus an enemy's deception check. If you succeed, you can use your sneak attack without needing advantage. Oh, but wow! But not if you have disadvantage. You, you don't get your sneak attack. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Like if you're if you're in a position, like if you're like pinned under something or whatever, or right. like prone. Yeah. Um, exactly. So you're basically you have a targeting computer and you, you identify <laughs> the opponent's weak weak point pretty, without having to. Without, yeah, without having to have advantage, which is which is pretty useful. Um, Most humanoids' weak points I've found are uh, in the armpit. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, stabbing there is really effective. Yeah, I imagine it would be. <laughs> um, now, this isn't as powerful as it sounds, I think, because for a rogue to get their sneak attack, it's actually not that difficult in 5e. It's really not. You just need to, to have next a friend to somebody. next to somebody. Yeah. I, I, I personally don't like that. I think it's too easy for rogues to get sneak attack. But I come for 4th edition and, and 3.5 where you needed uh, to be flanking to get sneak attack, which right. for me makes okay. more sense. But yeah. But whatever. Um, I'm so stabbing it's you from there. behind. It's useful. You don't have to have advantage or have a person next to you 
uh, the person that you're fighting to get your sneak attack. I kind of like the handy. flavor where it's where it's like I'm reading your movements and like mm-hmm. you don't expect me to move in the way I'm moving. Right. So that's exactly. why it, you're you're taken aback and surprised when I go to stab you in the armpit. <laughs> right. Indeed. <laughs> Just get in there. So at level three or at level three at level nine, you get another feature called Steady Eye. With Steady Eye, you have advantage on all perception and investigation checks as long as you don't move more than half of your speed on a turn. So that's okay. very potent again. Yeah. Now, uh, I Tip imagine... through the tulips? Is that the right turn of phrase for that? I don't know. Like I, uh, I like stopping to smell the roses? I guess so. Um, the thing is, like this feature probably, I think, would totally apply when you're not in combat. So, I mean, you're just going to have advantage on perception investigation checks from here on end. As long as you're not running, you're good. Indeed. As long <laughs> as you're taking time to smell the roses. Yeah. So at level 13, you get a feature called Unerring Eye. As an action, you can sense the presence of illusion magic, shape changers not in their original form, and other magic designed to deceive your senses. You sense that the effect is trying to trick you, but you do not gain insight into what it's hiding or its true nature. You can do this a number of times equal to your wisdom mod per uh your level. This is a really cool yeah. subclass, I think. Like roleplay wise, it just it's like some, sounds like somebody for sure. It sounds like somebody just doesn't put up with bullshit. Yeah. I don't put per up with any kind any kind of bullshit. Illusion bullshit? Yeah. Nah, not for no. me. <laughs> don't lie to me. Did you hide something? <laughs> I found it. Right, right. Do you have a weak point in your armpit? I stabbed it. This this is a uh, archetype that would really shine in like a political intrigue type of game. Yeah, you know, totally. Or like a city game, maybe a low combat game. Yeah. So it, I mean there has to be you have to be uh DMing a game where there are things to find that exactly. are relevant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where, where these skills <laughs> checks are pertinent. Yeah. So finally, at level 17, you get your big feature called Eye for Weakness. While your insightful fighting feature is being applied, remember your insightful fighting is you don't need advantage for your sneak attack, your sneak attack damage increases by 3d6 against that creature. Now, that's pretty p- powerful, but you have to wait oh. till level se- 17 to get it. That's still, 3d6 is pretty hefty. I think at level 17, your sneak attack is already 5d6, so this will turn it into 8d6. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at any point, like adding 3d6 is really... Good. It's pretty good. I mean, your average damage output for that is just nine extra damage. I mean, at that at level seventeen with this subclass, you've learned to twist your knife when you stab somebody <laughs> right, in the arm. Pretty armpit. much, <laughs> you get an eye for the weakness. Yeah, man. Your, so your dagger is a corkscrew. You just you know, plug mm-hmm. it and pull it. So that's the inquisitive rogue. Now let's talk about the mastermind rogue. Oh my god. Okay. So if this reminds me, these are kind of reminding me of the assassin a little bit, where you're like right. super specialized in these like yeah, really niche very much kind so. of very under much underbelly so. way. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if the inquisitive rogue is the Sherlock Holmes of rogues, then the mastermind is definitely definitely the Moriarty of rogues. Okay. <laughs> so let's get into it. So this is the path of the spy, the courtier, the schemer. This rogue focuses on manipulation, secrets, and uh, getting in with people of influence. That sounds just like uh, that uh, bard we did. Bard yeah. of Shadows, right? Mm-hmm. Was that- I think it was the Bard of Shadows. or yeah. I, I can't remember the name of it. Is that the it. name of it? Uh, it? But it was like the assassin type yeah, bard. And yeah, I built that character. Yeah, yeah. It, it, this reminds me a lot of that. Listen to the bard revisit to tell me if I got that right. <laughs> or I'm sure you know. Right. So you gain proficiency with disguise kits, forgery kits, and one gaming set of your choice. This feature is called uh, Master of Intrigue, by the way. That's cool. And you also gain two languages of your choice. I'm going to drink some more. I was listening to some Acquisitions, Inc., uh, where Patrick Rothfuss's character uses a disguise kit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I really, really love the description that um, um, 
the DM makes. Why oh, Chris Perkins? Yeah, Chris Perkins. Yeah. He really does a good job. Like, Which episode was that? Which uh, uh, It's one of the more recent ones, I oh, think. Oh, I probably haven't seen it. I don't it, know. It's it's on their podcast feed. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, because I know yeah. we were watching a lot of the YouTube ones, mm-hmm. but yeah. I w- I've been going into their podcast every once in a while when I'm bored. Like, oh, let me see what, what the, what's going on. What uh, yeah. Acquisitions Inc. is up to. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, they're doing some cool stuff. So, uh, so yeah, you with Master of Entry, you gain uh, proficiency in disguise kits, forger kits, a gaming city of your choice, and two languages of your choice, and which is a lot. But we're not done languages yet. Like their Werther's candy. I know, right? Additionally, you gain the ability to unerringly mimic the speech patterns and accent of a creature that you hear speak for at least one minute. So you can, yeah, you can really get into nice. disguise mode with Master of Intrigue. Yeah, Assassin does that a little bit. Yeah, I think so. They do some they do some imitation nonsense. Uh, at level You're three. You're really going for it. At level three, you also get a feature called Master of Tactics. Uh, you can use the help action as a bonus action. Additionally, if you are using it to help an ally with attacking a creature, the target can be within 30 feet of you as long as the target can see or hear you. I think the idea here is you usually have to be within five feet of an enemy to use the help action in helping your ally hit that enemy. Does that make sense? So you have to be... This gives them advantage. So you have you to be that. within five feet of everybody involved, pretty much. Right, exactly. So if I'm a fighter and you're a rogue and we're fighting a lizard folk guy and you want to help me, you use well, the you help action. Lizard folk guys. I have nothing against lizard folk guys. Just they eat people sometimes. They do. <laughs> they it's, do. It's nothing personal. It's, I know it ain't personal, but <laughs> <laughs> you can't eat me. Okay, so. so you're all you're all fighting against... You Two guys are fighting a lizard folk. Yes. At a bar. At a bar. And, and the bartender long, says the lizard folk... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, never mind. Okay. Go ahead. So as long as me and you are standing within five feet of each other and five feet of the lizard folk simultaneously, uh-huh. you can use your help action to give me advantage on my attack. Okay. That's normal. Yeah, with that's this, the normal rule. Yeah, with this feature, you can be 30 feet over there and just say, hey, <laughs> hey, you. You and, can do it. Yeah, you can do it. Or fuck you, lizard folk. In the armpit. Yeah, in the he's, armpit. He's got a weak point in his armpit. <laughs> exactly. And uh, and and now I have advantage. And uh, e- even better, you you could do this as a bonus action. So you're handing out advantage to your allies. Oh my god! As a, what? Bonus, as a action. bonus action? Yes. Okay, that's dumb. It's a really good that's feature. Stupid good. I, I like that feature a lot. It's like Lazy Lord style. It is very much so. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it should be because you're a mastermind. You're you know you're you're a brainy strategic rogue. He's got soft armpits. <laughs> Get him. Okay. So at level nine, you gain a feature called Insightful Manipulator. Okay. If you spend at least one minute interacting with a creature or observing it, you can determine if it is inferior, equal, or superior to you in these categories. The fighter gets that at level seven. Uh, yes, to a certain degree. What this is is a little more specialized. So you can uh, you can basically tell their intelligence, their wisdom, their charisma score, and their class level if they have it. Wow. And you can you can't get a uh, specific read, but you could just tell if they're better than you, worse than you, or about equal to you. <laughs> He's multi-classing druid barbarian. We gotta watch out. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but no, basically you could tell like, oh shit, this dude is hyper-intelligent. Okay. Or this dude's an idiot. More so on and so forth. Do you see the way he's turning the pages of that book? This guy's super smart. I know, right? Look at how fast he's, he's reading. He's just absorbing the information. I can tell. Um, I can tell he's really reading it. So that's an interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting feature. It's all you get at level nine. It's, it's, Probably not going to come in too handy, but you never know. Yeah, it's this is a, fun. This is a type of game, kind of like, oh, we're going to play. This is city game stuff. To Again, me. same as the yeah. Inquisitive, uh, but a bit more manipulative, right? Um, than anything. Um, okay, so at level thirteen, you get a feature called Misdirection. When you are attacked. While a creature within five feet of you is granting you cover against that attack, you can use your reaction to cause the attack to target that creature instead. Say what? One more. Okay. Give it to me again. 
So if if you're standing there and there's a large creature between you and the person firing an arrow at you, okay, you can use your reaction to make the arrow hit the ogre in front of you. Does that make sense? The idea here being that like you see the attack coming, so you move in such a way that as the attacker releases the attack, they don't realize that they're about to hit their ally. Yeah, you just like tuck out of the way, like you you drop to the you do like a yeah. you do like a burpee real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now this is really handy if you're a halfling since you're smaller than fucking everything, so you really use this to your advantage. Okay, cool. Everything gives you cover. That's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah it, definitely. Yeah, it could, it could come in handy. It's a real indirect way of causing damage. God, halflings are either just like rogues or like what else are you? Like, uh, halflings make a lot of good stuff. They can make really great warlocks or sorcerers. Um, they can make good um, dexterity fighters. Um, they can be. They can be a lot of things. Cool. Yeah. So I always picture them as rogues. Cause, I like, mean, that's yeah. That's definitely the thing they <laughs> lean towards. They make good monks. I think the the player's handbook has a lot of art where halflings are rogues. Yeah, it's definitely like it's kind of like how you see a lot of like elven wizards or dwarven clerics. You see yeah, a lot of halfling uh-huh. rogues. Yeah, that's the trope. And human fighters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Cool. So the big the big feature. Level 17, you get a feature called Soul of Deceit. Your thoughts cannot be read by telepathy or any other means unless you allow it. Oh, wow. You can even present false thoughts instead of what you're really thinking by succeeding on a deception check versus insight. You also cannot be compelled to tell the truth by magic, and your lies cannot be detected by magic either. That's cool. So, so if, you somebody at the, happening yeah, to if you. you feel somebody at the back door, you you have all the power. The mm-hmm. steering wheel is exactly. in your hand. Indeed, indeed. If someone has zone of truth on you, they'll think you're telling the truth. You can tell them whatever you want. They're like, oh no, now you know about <laughs> my weak point in my armpit. And you don't have that. <laughs> and you don't. you're the best. Because you, you, you wear the best armor. <laughs> okay, so that's the mastermind. So what are your thoughts so far on like these two... Uh, subclasses. They're, They're so very highly specialized. I agree with that. I these are the that. ones out of Xanathar? Both of these are in Xanathar, yeah. Okay. I believe the Mastermind was, I think both of them might have been in Skag, but I know Mastermind for sure wasn't Skag. Oh no, that's what I'm asking. Is like, Are these the ports from Skag to Xanathar? Mastermind is for sure. Inquisitive might be specific to, to Xanathar's guide. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's another one we're going to talk about later that is also a, a port from Skag. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Gotcha. So, so they really only got... Oh, no, we're, we're covering four topics We're covering today. four today, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So before we get into the, the next two, let's take a short rest. Let's do it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. 
Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode where we're not talking about the last thing we were talking about. It was sneaky, and this is very <laughs> open and honest, and it's about our love for listeners. We love you. <laughs> um, uh, there's some particular people that we want to thank, especially uh, as it is part of our contract, our binding contract. Been uh, into a lot of contract stuff these days. Anyway, thank you, uh, Michael Espinos. Thank you, uh, Michael. Thank you, uh, Chris Navarro. Thank you, Chris. Have we shouted Chris out before? I believe so. I think okay. he came back. Thanks for coming back, Chris. Thanks for coming back, Chris. We um, welcome you. Gene Crane, thank you. Thank you, Gene. Uh, thank you, Grant. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, Leap and Lenny. Thank you, Leap and Lenny. Uh, Mariko Fujimoto, thank you for re-upping with us. Thank you, Mariko. And then, um, mm, dinner. Thank you for pledging. That's a person. <laughs> Is it mm, dinner? Yeah, it's thank it's you, mm, dinner. Four M's and dinner. <laughs> awesome. Capital D. I love mm, it. Dinner. Uh, thank you, Goblin Bait. Thank you, Goblin Bait. You're doing us all service. Yeah, thank thank you everyone for your patronage. It really it means a lot to us, and we really appreciate the support. Yeah, we really do. Um, some cool things on our Patreon in the five dollar tier early episodes. We got uh, Vault Raiders going in there, which is like a series of one shot games at this point. Yeah, it's, it's like an episodical on- adventures of uh, uh, mercenarial some randos, mishaps. Yeah, but some con- people come back. I don't know. Do. I never want to not play the character I play in there all the <laughs> I feel time. You. Yeah, but um, we also have got some cool. It's basically, it's mostly us just playing D&D at this point as our bonus content. Pretty much, yeah. yeah but there's some so. really cool and interesting stuff going on in there at all the different tiers. Um, so if you guys are interested in getting in there, there's new content every two weeks in the $10 tier. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Plus you get these shout outs. Indeed, indeed yeah. you do. We also, <laughs> we do a monthly Q&A on the Discord for patrons only. So if you guys are interested in that, you know. Get on the Patreon. There's a material <laughs> thing you get with a $20. Right now, it's a shirt. I think at the beginning of the year, we re-up everybody's $20 pledge and you get a brand new thing. And then if you join from there on out, you get that thing. But Indeed. if you were yeah. a $20 person before that point, you got two things. You know Indeed. what I mean? I'm looking at hats. I'm looking at coffee mugs. We'll see. We'll yeah, see what you, we do. If you have a, go ahead and post in Patreon if you have an idea, if you're a $20 patron of what you might want next. Because I think that's coming up kind of soon. It is it? in a few months. We're going to re-up in, in October. Yeah, okay. So... Um, so the other thing that we wanted to talk about, thank you for everybody who participated in our last running contest. Uh, we already announced the winners for that on mm-hmm. the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you guys again. We don't currently have a contest running, but if you want to just tell somebody about the show, that would be really, really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we love it when you do that. We love Indeed. it so much. Uh, also, I want to uh, give a big shout out to our mods and our admin, Jack, over on our Discord. You guys have been doing a really great job. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Uh, I see all the good stuff that you're doing for the community, and I just 
really appreciate it. And I also wanted to say, like, if you're not on our Discord, you might want to go check it out because the community there is growing and people are talking D&D. They're getting games together. Yeah. They're world building they and really character are. building together. There's like, a lot of cool suggestions and ideas and a yeah. lot of, like, good resources being shared in there. Really yeah. great stuff. It's um, really cool. Yeah, but th- I also want to thank you, the mods there. You guys, we, me and Will don't have the time, so really yeah, thank don't. you guys very much. Like, we really, really do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and we'll go ahead and put a link to our Discord at, at the bottom. You're all invited. Yeah, you, me, Will and I are chiming in there uh, every once in a while. I do yeah. it when I can. Mostly I'm in the off topic right now, <laughs> which is a lot of fun. Right. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, thank you guys very much. Uh, we appreciate you listening to the show, telling people about the show. And I think we should get back to said show. What do you think, Will? Let's get back to Let's the show. Let's get back to the show. All right, Brian, uh, let's talk about some more combat-focused rogue archetypes. Hang on, Will, I have an idea. We should talk about some more combat-focused rogue archetypes. That's a good idea, Marion. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So the first uh, first archetype we're talking about is called the Swashbuckler. Okay. Now, this one is a port over from Skag. Immediately, I'm hit with, like, shouldn't this be a fighter based off the name? Uh, there's yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, crossover, but I, li- I like this uh, subclass. You're a sneaky swashbuckler. Mm-hmm. Indeed, you are. I think <laughs> You're a renegade. Is, I think this is my favorite subclass we're talking about today. Okay. So, this rogue is a swordsman of speed, elegance, and charm. Their fighting is almost a performance. They excel in single combat. Okay. This reminds me of the um, the College of Swords bard that we talked about. Yes. It's it's very similar. Yeah, to they're that, showy. Anyway. Very showy, mm-hmm. yeah. So at level three, you get a feature called Fancy Footwork. When you make an attack against a creature, that creature cannot make an opportunity attack versus you for the rest of your turn. Cool. So you don't need to use that bonus attack or bonus attack, bonus action to evade. Nice. That rogues get. You can just walk away. <laughs> use that bonus action on something else. <laughs> you fucking drop the mic. Indeed. Take some steps back. You also get a feature called Rakish Audacity. You rakish? Gain, rakish. Okay. Audacity. Okay. You gain a bonus to initiative rolls equal to your charisma mod. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so you're nice. getting their decks and your charisma. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can also use your sneak attack on creatures without advantage when it's when the creature is within five feet of you and no other creatures are within five feet of you. So, so a lot of these rogues are just like, just do the sneak attack. Yeah, just... Just fucking roll you the d sixes. You're a rage barbarian. <laughs> oh right, you just get that damage. <laughs> uh, this, I think, this is supposed to reflect the fact that they're they're good at single combat. If yeah. it's just them and one other person and no one else is near them, they have the advantage. It's like that scene with uh, Johnny Depp and Orlando Bloom and Pirates, the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Very much. And he's Very like, much. "Oh, you cheated," and he's like, "I'm a pirate, mate." <laughs> exactly. <That's> exactly. <laughs> no, I would say Jack Sparrow is definitely a swashbuckler rogue. So okay, nice. For sure, like without a doubt. For sure. Um, he gets his decks and his charisma on his know, initiative rolls, mm-hmm. and it shows. And every shows in every scene of every movie. (laughs) Okay, so uh, level nine, you get a feature called panache. Uh, I don't know if it's panache, but I think it's panache. Panache. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, favorite kind of bread. Your (laughs) your charismatic words are beguiling. As an action, you can make a persuasion check versus uh, a creature's insight, as long as it can hear you and you share a language. If the target is hostile, it now has disadvantage against all creatures not you and can't make opportunity attacks against anyone but you for one minute or until it is attacked by another creature or you are more than 60 feet away from it. So compelled duel. Compelled duel. That's, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. But if it's a non-hostile creature and you use this feature, it is now charmed for one minute. Oh, okay. You're just that good with people. <laughs> You're a people person. Right on. Okay. <laughs> um, there's that cantrip friends where you you get advantage on persuasion checks, mm-hmm. but then they get hostile after. This isn't right. that. This is not that. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So it's better than that. And it should be. It's a level nine feature. Well, okay. 
Uh, now move on. Okay. Uh, whoa, whoa. Gonna, what do you have to say about friends? I just, we're, okay, Will and I are going to play a game soon, uh-huh. and I uh, I have a secret. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> All right. That'll be fun. All right. At level 13, you get a feature called Elegant Maneuver. You can, <coughs> you Will, cannot, no. You cannot He's die dying. <laughs> Let's try that again. Yeah. At level 13, you get a feature called Elegant Maneuver. You can use a bonus action to gain advantage on the next acrobatics or athletics check you make during the same turn. Nice. So kind of useful. And yeah. Yeah, you can like use if, it. You, if you need to cut a rope to fly mm-hmm. up the mass of a ship real quick, you can <laughs> right. get advantage on that. Exactly. Yeah. How do you think he does all the things he does? It's cool. an Elegant it's Maneuver. Swashbuckler? <laughs> Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, totally. <laughs> now, um, now this is useful in and out of combat because a lot of times the skill you're going to use in combat, acrobatics and athletics, I feel, comes comes up a lot. So, right. Yeah. So pretty pretty good. At level 17. Strength-based Your things, big feature. Things. Yeah. Your big feature is called Master Duelist. If you miss with an attack roll, you may re-roll with advantage once per short rest. Oh, wow. So, nice. Pretty potent. Pretty yeah, nice. that's really yeah. good. There you go. And it's going to be sneak attack, probably. Yeah, oh, definitely. Are you kidding? <laughs> Hell yeah. So that's the swashbuckler. Again, very combat-focused. Um, very straightforward with what it does. I really like it. It's 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 a flavor that appeals to me mm. as a player. I don't really like rolling rogues. Not that I don't like the rogue class. I love having rogues in the party. I just never have had too much fun rolling rogues. But if I was going to roll one, I'd roll the swashbuckler. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. And yeah. like... Johnny Depp is great, so yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I really like this class, but um, my favorite one was the um, mastermind. Was the mastermind? That yeah, one was yeah, that one's one's pretty cool. cool. I like the disguise kit stuff, especially yeah. after that um, the acquisitions thing I was telling you about. Right, right. Okay, final subclass we're talking about the scout. Now, I I kind of wrote down this is the I should have just been a ranger subclass. <laughs> That's, okay, that's partially a joke, but it is. This is a nature flavored rogue. Well, yeah, you're a tracker. You're a tracker. You're a hunter. You might be like the scout of like a a military party that goes out and like okay into the thick of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Let's just get into it. Yeah. Level three, you get a feature called skirmisher. You're difficult to pin down in a fight. You can move half your speed as a reaction without provoking opportunity attacks when a creature ends its turn within five feet of you. Nice. So someone ends up on you you can just move on back <laughs> okay like no get away so I, I you go to look for something else you go to scout a new right. thing now this isn't as um useful as it sounds on the surface because it has to the enemy has to end its turn within five feet of you meaning it probably already attacked you yeah so you're not really getting away from attack but you can still get out of you know the yeah area. like if that's not the person you're trying to go for next turn like you got a you got free movement out right. of it Definitely has its uses. Mm. So you also, at level three, get a feature called Survivalist, where you gain proficiency in nature and survival. Also, your proficiency bonus for these skills is doubled. So they, there you go. There's your ranger bit. Nice. Like now you can do what a ranger does, kind of. So at level nine, you get superior mobility. Your walking speed increases by 10 feet. Climbing and swimming speed, too, if you have them, uh, which you would only have them if you're like a triton. You got swimming speed. or um, Humans don't have swimming speed? No, the the way swimming and climbing speed works for those without like a designated speed is it's like I think a quarter of your normal speed is your climbing. And oh, swimming okay. Speed. Like how jumping is like based off of your strength, right? But if you have a designated climbing speed, yeah, then it would increase by ten like feet. There's creatures with a jumping 
jumping distance mechanic built in. It's like you right, jump the, 10 feet at standing and right, 20 feet at running. Right. I okay. think my homebrew Bullywug had that. Yeah, yeah. And the um, the toad creature that I summoned out of my staff as a druid did that also. Oh, yeah. Had okay. That, yeah. I also homebrewed that too. So. Yeah. So Apparently, that's, probably I, it. that's just something I give toad things. So. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah. All right, at level 13, you get Ambush Master. You have, you have advantage on initiative rolls, which is pretty fucking sweet. Okay. Also, attack rolls versus the first creature you hit during the first round of combat have advantage until the start of your next turn. So, you, okay. everyone has advantage on that guy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> so, there we go. I was going to say, like, you're PETA from Hunger Games, but you're not. No, that's not no, you're not. That's not that at all. <laughs> and your final feature for this subclass is called Sudden Strike. When you take an attack action, you may make an additional attack as a bonus action. Furthermore, you can use your sneak attack again. Double sneak oh, attack. Okay. Sudden Strike. So, okay, yeah. I've been to that. Straight killer. Straight killing. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that's the scout. Uh, it's cool. It's it bore, solid. It bored um, me, to be honest. It's, it's straightforward. Like, what? what is this? I feel like it steps on the ranger, which I'm not a fan of. But if you want to play a ranger that doesn't mess around with spells, because I'm also a fan of the spellless ranger, yeah, this okay. isn't a bad way to go about it. Um, sure. I mean, the rogues and rangers are both skirmisher type characters, uh, generally stealthy. Um, there, there's a lot of overlap with the rogue and, and ranger. I think that's why they've kind of struggled with the ranger, because it's like... You you either get like a naturey rogue or a naturey fighter when you're when you're making your ranger. Yeah, and, um, I don't know. I think that's why they've struggled with the identity. I a like bit. the spell, like the spell list that the ranger gets too, though. Like you really do. Oh yeah, the yeah, spells you, are are nice too. That I think that's the like re looking at everything for the ranger. That's really what's setting it apart is spell casting. Um, but yeah, I mean, from the fighter and rogue for so sure. So that's what like you're trading spellcasting for sneak attack and like these little tricky rogue things that you do right. with like your action economy and stuff. Yeah, which is I think is also cool. Like it's just like you're a ranger. This feels like a not as good ranger to me. Um, well, it's, you got to remember you're getting all the rogue stuff too, which is pretty potent. Well, that's what I mean. Is like you're you're a rogue. You're just a not as good rogue. I feel like mm. because you're leveling out some of these like these these features seem kind of lackluster and weak to me. Yeah. They really kind of are. It's probably the weakest of the subclasses we've talked about today, but flavor-wise, I can't knock it. I mean, like right. I'm a military scout that tracks. I mean, mm -hmm. like you're the guy that's going out in the in the in the dune buggy first, I guess. I don't know. Well, we're we're definitely <laughs> not building a scout today. I can tell you that much. Okay. But that being said, we are going to build a character today, and oh, we should probably I don't do know. that next. Yeah. Uh, now I was. I, it's it's my turn. As it we, is your as turn. We, know. we alternate. But. but you said you, if you were inspired, you might take a month. Have you been inspired, or should yeah. I be building today? Uh, I think we should ultimately end on you. Okay, Let's keep the rhythm fine. going. All right, we're gonna take a break, and I'm going to figure out what the hell I'm building. Today. Yeah, <laughs> and we're back, and I've I've come up with an idea. Oh, good. I'm glad. I was here for it, but like, <laughs> still, we uh we will uh be rolling an inquisitive rogue today, and her name will be Clarice the Clever, and she's gonna be a half orc. Half orc. And Clarice was a an orphan on the streets of some unnamed city that I'm not going to come up with right now. Waterdeep. Sure. It's always Waterdeep. <laughs> it's always Waterdeep or Neverwinter. Um, who was taken in uh, by uh, a thief wolves. master of a thief. No, by, a, by, by a master thief of a thieves guild. It's a metaphor. Who uh, basically used children to help find marks on the street. But uh, Clarice was a bit more clever than the other children. And he saw great potential in Clarice. So, who did? Uh, 
Oh my gosh! Uh, the, this nameless master thief. Your new dad. <laughs> the new dad. My, my new my new thief dad. New thief dad uh, saw some potential in Clary, so he he raised her in the way of the master thief, and now as an adult, she walks the streets of this unnamed city, maybe Waterdeep. We haven't decided actually, and she she finds marks and she robs motherfuckers in the streets. <laughs> I just rob because she's strong and not so dexterous. Yeah, she's smart rob, and cunning. I rob motherfuckers she, in the street and she's I'm, inquisitive. I'm smart enough to know that they're smart enough to know not to do nothing about it. I've dropped all my dice. I think you dropped all the d6 <laughs> I put on that book. God damn There's it! There's two like in the place I'm not gonna go. You don't get any more d6s over there. I have one more. Okay, I'm doing a deep dive. Hold on. Okay, we got the dice back. All right, we got the dice back. And we're going to roll some stats. I'm going to buy one of those dice so, boxes. So my goal here with, with Clarice is she's going to have a high strength stat. She's going to be a bit of a brute when it comes to her combat. But she's still going to have the high intelligence and decent wisdom of like that will benefit her inquisitive features. Sure. So let's roll some stats. So that is not good. That is that is not good. That's a seven. Uh. Tell me, like, what, what'd you get? Like, two, two... Two, two twos and a three. Two, two, three. That is a six, a three, and a two. So that is an 11. Okay. That is three fours. So that's a 12. Nice. That is an eight. <laughs> that is a five, a four, and a three. So that's a 12. And that is a 10. So, not great stat rolls for poor Clarice. No, you've got two 12s, an 8, a 7, and then your two, two average stats. Two 8, and a 7. You can, I mean, that's okay. workable for sure. Eight. You're just not a pro, pro. 7 goes into charisma. Your expertise is what's really going to make this character pop off that's in the true. skills tree. That's true. So let's, let's put that 7 into charisma. Okay. Let's put that 8 into... Oh, man. What am I going to put that 8 into? Wisdom. But I need that to be inquisitive. <laughs> you could just go all intelligence, no? I could. I could. If I were to build this character, that's the route. I, I would go all intelligence. Like, I would kind of take... I might even be willing to take a hit to put a big a big stat into intelligence for the okay. flavor. We will put the eight into um, wisdom. Uh, or you could put it into... I guess you can't really put it into decks, huh? Actually, no. Put it into... Con no, don't put it into constitution. You could be like a glass cannon. Nah, put it into put it into wisdom. Okay, she she's smart but not wise. Okay, um, what else do I got? Um, you left you so those are t your two dumb stats pretty mm -hmm. much. Now mm -hmm. you have 10, 11, 12, 12. Okay, so the eleven put into constitution because I'll get a plus one to that. I think. Okay, let me, let me actually check that. And with that plus one, that turns it into a twelve. Yes. So that's now a twelve into con. Oh, for your race. For future? my race. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then put a twelve into strength. That'll become a fourteen because of my race. Okay, and so then, this is going to be plus two, so that's 14. So And then put the other 12 into intelligence, so I'll at least be moderately intelligent. Yeah. I mean, a 12 is pretty good, right? 12 is, it's better than a 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So as an orc, you know, I'm going to get my savage attacks. I'm going to get my menacing, so I'm proficient in intimidation. My relentless endurance, so it's actually really hard to drop me. Because when I drop to zero, I can instead drop to one. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, like, you're... you're Low side con. Yeah, so she's she, she's beefy for yeah. sure. She's 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 a big girl. Feature wise, that's what makes you yeah. beefy. Uh, we'll we'll do level three. So I'll have sneak attack. Do um, people ever roll their stats and then like choose what kind of like? Usually I pick like a race class background and then I roll stats. That's how I do it too. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I could see how it's advantageous if you want to mid max stuff to 
roll your stats and then choose like, oh man, if I like with these bonuses, I can optimize my rolls if you if you're not doing like point buy or whatever. Yeah, but at the same time, like most classes need the same kind of numbers, you know what I mean? Like bad bad die rolls are gonna be bad. Like if we took these stats and applied it to a different class, it's not gonna do great, you know what okay. I mean? So uh, let me let me pick out some skills because rogues get quite the number of skills. Oh yeah, so let me take it's a look. A big here. tree. So, hmm. So I'm gonna get dexterity, intelligence, saving throws. Oh yeah. What what ended up in my dexterity? Ten. Uh yeah, that's the leftover stat. I picture her fighting with a big club. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she just beats motherfuckers over there. Smacking fools. Like um, a baseball bat or like a like a big like like a tree, like a tree car a carved out more like, like a, a club? baseball bat like a like, billy club. I guess so. Sure. Yeah. Let's go I, with that. Like it's got a handle and like a rounded, thick yeah, edge. Yeah. Maybe it's like not. A, it's not something she pulled off a tree. Yeah. There's okay. a rusty nail like in it. Yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> so we're gonna get insight definitely, and yeah. she's gonna go expertise on that one. Insight. Investigation with expertise as well, and then also perception, and perception. Uh, athletics because she buff. Athletics. This is so this character this character <laughs> is on the prowl and looking at all of the clues to see who on the yeah. street they could steal money she's from. She's a rude ruffian but she's smart about it. Okay. So, yeah, she she basically she eyes people and she she's really good at picking out marks of like that dude. We can get that dude in the alley okay. real easy. Have you considered the criminal background and maybe you can pick another skill? Because it probably gives you um, one of these. Yeah, like sure. I mean, she something. would honestly. I would give her the urchin background because she she grew up on the streets. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I I don't remember what skills that gives you, but yeah, that's that's what she has. Okay. <laughs> Let me see. Actually, see urchin. I can pull sleight it. Up. of hand, maybe. It is sleight of hand and stealth. Like, yeah, that'll be useful considering she has no dexterity. Do you get both of those or one of those? I get both. Okay. I get both of those, sleight yeah. of hand, and, and I also basically I know the streets really well, so I can get in. Uh, in urban settings, I can get to places twice as fast. Nice. That's really cool. Pretty pretty handy. At level three, I'm going to get my ear for deceit. So motherfuckers can't lie to me. Uh, I get Which I- pocket is all your money in? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> eye for detail. Uh, you can use your bonus action to make a perception check for hidden creatures and objects or investigation f- to uncover and decipher clues. So, you know, she's just got a real good eye, real good ear. And insightful fighting, she don't need advantage to beat the shit out of you and get that sneak attack. Maybe like if you're going in on like a big job, you're like the you're like the muscle. For that big job, yeah, you know, you're just stealthy enough to like get in, yeah, yeah, and you're smart enough to know when to do what, exactly. But like somebody exactly. else is breaking into the vault. Oh yeah, exactly, okay. <laughs> very much so. Yeah, so like maybe you, maybe you heard, maybe you got the. Like she's not a sneaking road. She's a rob you in the street road. Yeah, but you also have like these investigative features. Maybe you were in a bar and you heard like the password to get into some like vault on accident, and you brought right. that to your thieves guild, and they're exactly. like, "Well, we're all going on a job in a couple weeks. Let's get ready." Exactly. That's exactly what she would like, bring to her can guild. Can we confirm yeah. that intel? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So that's uh, so that's Clarice the clever. Um. That was an interesting character I just made up. <laughs> just whip that bad boy together, but it actually came out pretty good. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting. I would I would love to see known in some circles this. as Clarice the Cleaver because you know oh, of things she, that happen. She has a bat. She's like, no, it's the clever. Like, right? I don't cleave anybody. Yeah, He's no, like, but I have we a heard bat. stories. <laughs> the story's wrong. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's Clarice the Clever, um, and and that's that. We've built a rogue. I think we're done. Yeah, let's Are call it done? a game. We're calling it a game. All right. Talk to you guys later.
Dungeon Cast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.